the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 31st year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who is not a doctor, and while most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. All right, today we have some good news and bad news about your memory. Which one do you want to hear first? Okay, I'll give you the bad news first. (laughs) Four things that are hard on your brain. One is smoking. That's topping the list. In fact, one review of 37 studies found that Compared with never smokers, current smokers are 34% more likely to develop dementia in later life for every 20 daily cigarettes. That's basically a pack a day. Quitting, of course, can lower your risks significantly, especially if you kick the habit by middle age. That's the key. Also, junk food is hard on your brain. Processed foods, you know, the meats, treats, and sweets, and uh, not enough grains, greens, and beans as I like to say, Uh, but they increase inflammation everywhere in your body, uh, including your brain. You know, what's good for your body is good for your brain, right? And uh, so that raises your risk of dementia as well, according to Dr. Gary Small, a former guest on the show. Also, too much alcohol. You don't want to drink to a better memory because you'll uh, be drinking your brain cells away. It accelerates memory loss. More than... uh, A dozen or so weekly drinks is linked to brain damage and higher dementia risk. This according to a study from uh, neuropsychiatric disease. And then air pollution, which kind of relates to smoking because it's involuntary smoking, right? You know, breathing in toxins uh, into your lungs that are toxic to your nerve cells, not just your lung tissue. Uh, Now, in this research uh, that I'm looking at on Alzheimer's disease, Elderly women who were exposed to fine particle pollution, that is uh, mainly uh, automobile pollution, had the largest amount of brain shrinkage. And they say to avoid high traffic areas while exercising, as well as at home, you know, for those of you who have fireplace uses, they say, uh, or fireplaces, they say to limit your use of those. And barbecues are the same in the same uh, category. I mean, you know, you breathe over, you're cooking hamburgers over a barbecue, you're breathing in the smoke. Uh, and, of course, banning smoking in, indoors is uh, another good thing to do and keeping your rooms well ventilated. All right. So we'll have more good news in a minute. In fact, the good news on our uh, on our show today, and by the way, this is The Snowman, David Snow, keeping you cool and healthy as we do it each and every week at this time here on the program And we thank you so very much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend, which we always hope to make strong. We don't want you to have a weak weekend. We want you to have a strong weekend. And that's why we're here every Saturday morning 
or evening if you listen to the rebroadcast 12 hours from the time you're listening to the morning show. Uh, in this hour of the program, Alicia McBride joins us. She's the author of I Feel Too Much, a how-to guide for the empath and also the empath effect. Uh, she's a author of another book uh, by that name, Powerful Stories of Love, Courage, and Transformation. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, I mean, this is a, a branch of medicine that is, uh, you know, only been recently explored, uh, but very important to your mental and emotional health. And uh, some people are too sensitive, some not sensitive enough. Um, you know, some people are very empathic and others not so much. And so uh, we'll talk about that with her. She holds a degree in psychology and is also a certified yoga instructor, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the definition of what is an empath and uh, why you need to know more about it. And uh, do empaths tend to be more extroverted or introverted? Is uh, personality a key? Uh, and what are some of the advantages and drawbacks of being a sensitive empath? So, um, you know, you always want to have an empathic doctor, right? Uh, somebody that kind of feels your pain. Actually, we had, and I'll I'll quote him a little later, uh, in our news segment, uh, but Dr. Joel Salinas, he's a neurologist in New York. Uh, he has the book, oh, what's the name of the book? Oh, uh, The Healing, let's see, oh, The Mirror Effect or something like that. Yeah, The Mirror Touch. And um, anyway, he actually can feel his patient's pain, literally. And so he makes a great doctor, because <laughs> most doctors aren't that sensitive. But uh, we'll talk about that as well. All right, um, getting on in the news uh, a couple other things that are good for your memory that are positive, not just the, you know, I gave you th- four things that were hard on the brain, but uh, getting good sleep is good for your brain because when you're asleep, uh, your brain goes into housekeeping mode and that clears out the toxins for the next day of life. And uh, if you don't do that, it can impair brain health. Uh, this according to Dr. James Leverens, uh, director of, uh, for the Center of Brain Health at Cleveland Clinic. He says seven hours a night seems to be the sweet spot for the brain as far as uh, good quality sleep. And a 2020 study published in JAMA, the General American Medical Association, says that an afternoon nap is good, but not more than two hours uh, because frequent sleeping more than nine hours a night may signal you have other health problems going on or conditions uh, that can negatively affect your brain health. So you want to look into that, you know, things like sleep apnea, for instance, which a lot of obese people have. You're much more likely to have it if you're overweight. Also, having your meds re, re, uh, reviewed, uh, medications that impair memory or thinking are many, uh, numerous uh, categories. You know, the OTC sleep drugs come to mind, antihistamines, uh, narcotics, of course, and, and anti-anxiety meds, uh, but also uh, certain anticholinergics, uh, excuse me, uh, and uh, older antidepressants and overactive bladder medications can also or have been linked to higher dementia risk even 20 years after use. So keep that in mind. And then uh, feeling anxious. If you're depressed or anxious, you're more likely to experience an increase in stress hormone levels, namely cortisone, uh, cortisol rather, and, um, and that can um, have an effect on the part of the brain involved in memory. And um, also isolation can risk or raise your risk of dementia, such as the situation that arose with the pandemic. A lot of people were isolated, and uh, guess what? The uh, depression and anxiety levels went through the roof. So that's not a good thing. 
Other ways to improve your uh, memory and stave off dementia, retiring a little later, working until age 67 or later, may offer a buffer against age-related cognitive problems. This according to a uh, uh, excuse me, 2021 study in, a, in the Population Health Survey. Uh, they said when researchers tracked the work histories of 20,000 people, they found that those who retire sooner experienced earlier declines in memory and thinking than those who stayed on the job. It makes sense. You know, your brain keeps uh, being stimulated. Right. Other ways to uh, improve your memory, hang out with friends, socializing uh, with people. And those were, who were more socially active had healthier brain tissue than those who were less likely to spend time with others. And the key, and this according to uh, neurologist Dr. Joel uh, Salinas, who I mentioned earlier, uh, the key is quality and frequency of social support. You don't need, you know, 4,198 fake book friends. (laughs) Uh, You you just need a few high-quality friends, right, to uh, stave off loneliness, and uh, because otherwise that increases your risk of the stress hormone cortisol, and that has a negative effect on your brain. All right, and watching those health numbers, uh, things like cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar levels, those are essential for optimal brain functioning. So, um, you know, if you have hypertension or type 2 diabetes or prediabetes, the metabolic syndrome, uh, you want to uh, address that and pay attention to treating those conditions. Uh, Dr. Gary Small, another doctor we've had on the show before, uh, says that... um, the small blood vessels in the brain that are affected by diabetes affect parts that you need for your thinking and memory. All right, and also uncontrolled hypertension, the doctor goes on to say, in midlife, hikes the risk of dementia in older age. Actually, this is a study from Journal of the American Medical Association. Also, going for a hearing exam, that's surprising. A number of studies have found that hearing issues may affect your brain. Uh, they found that uh, age-related hearing loss was linked to an increase in cognitive decline. So um, hearing aids are a very worthwhile health in- investment. And speaking of brain, balancing brain waves for sharper focus, uh, this in the supplement spotlight, uh, grapeseed extract, and uh, one of my favorite um, supplements for this uh, particular category is natural factors. They have a grapeseed extract uh, supplement. Uh, It's because grapeseed contains OPCs. Now, just remember OPCs. You don't have to remember oligomeric proanthocyanidins, which is why they call them OTCs. Uh, But they're plant extracts that can actually affect your brain waves. Uh, They're a type of polyphenol. You've heard of polyphenols from, say, green tea. But it's a compound that plants produce to protect themselves from environmental harm. And it also protects you if you ingest them uh, from bodily harm, uh, from, you know, as um, oxidative damage uh, at the cellular level or from an environmental toxins. Uh, the blue and blueberry, the uh, red and grapes, the green and green tea, um, even the dark brown and dark chocolate, That's those are all the flavanols and uh, polyphenols uh, that are found in our foods, the superfoods, and they're types of antioxidants, so... By the way, OPCs that I mentioned, they're stronger antioxidants than either vitamin C or E, which a lot of people take as antioxidant nutrients because they help to uh, slow the aging process and uh, reduce, um, reduce cellular damage. Also, limiting the production of glutamate is good for um, balancing your brain waves. 
uh, and that, uh, you know, the excitatory neurotransmitter, that they often uh, blame MSG, the, the, uh, the so-called uh, seasoning, uh, for, um, you know, the, the Chinese uh, headaches that uh, people get or, or from eating Chinese food, rather. Um, also, slowing the production and release of histamine, which is a neurotransmitter and chemical that's released during allergic reactions, and quercetin is a good uh, supplement for that. Uh, but OPCs uh, uh, chime in to uh, to help you protect from that um, histamine release as well. And it improves uh, blood flow to the brain as well as uh, disarming harmful metals, the toxic metals that can harm the brain. Uh, let's see, elsewhere, uh, pine bark can uh, give you uh, energy for an ailing brain. Children with ADHD who took pycnogenol, that's a pine bark extract, uh, had increased alertness and focus. They also had decreased impulsivity, restlessness, aggression, and disruptive behavior. So uh, keep that in mind if you're looking for a, a very um, uh, benign supplement that also has uh, tremendous uh, health benefits. Also, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so much for OPCs. Oh, and also curcumin, which is um, uh, also a related beneficial compound that supports brain health as well and helps uh, people resist fatigue from psychological stress. So uh, green tea extract, grapeseed extract, turmeric extract, even dark cocoa extract, or just better yet, just eat the the dark cocoa uh, uh, chocolate. But uh, it has to be more than 70% cacao. Okay, don't don't get milk chocolate. That has maybe 10% (laughs) cocoa in it. Okay, uh, let's see where we at. Oh, let's take a break and be back with more information for your good health here on Dr. Health. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I, I just need to finish the sales report, and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I? No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Sorry, yogurt. Although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, uh, well, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is, you yogurts can't compete with a medical strength probiotic like Therilac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Theralac. That's because just one capsule of Theralac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Theralac, 
it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Theralac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to Theralac.com. Welcome back to the program. I hope you're having a sunny day, no matter what the weather is outside. It's always cool and healthy on your radio with the snowman, David Snow. You know, there's six feet of snow on your uh, every Saturday morning if you're tuning in to Dr. Health Radio. And uh, I do have my shoes on today, so I'm otherwise 5'11 and barefooted. (laughs) But uh, anyway, thanks for uh, staying with us here on the Healthiest Hour on Radio. And in just a few minutes, we'll have Dr. She's not a doctor, excuse me. She's a psychologist, uh, Alicia McBride. Uh, she is the author of I Feel Too Much, a guide to, or a how-to guide for the empath. And we'll talk about being empathic and uh, why you might want to cultivate more empathy in your life and how your doctor or healthcare providers uh, can also be more empathic uh, to, uh, to have a, live a healthier life for um, themselves and their patients. All right, uh, speaking of uh, living a healthier life, let's go to the fitness file and uh, talk about the fountain of youth, which is exercise. There's a reason why for centuries exercise has been the go-to prescription for vitality. And remember, exercise is medicine. Uh, And this was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They say that individuals who exercise more, that is the equivalent of at least a half an hour of jogging five days a week, have telomeres, that's the ends of your chromosomes, that appear to be a decade younger than those who live a more sedentary life. Uh, and uh, this, uh, this uh, research shows that we all need to be pushing ourselves more, especially when we get older, because only 10% of people over the age of 65 exercise. And one recent study found that those who ran four to five miles a week, uh, which is not much, you know, when you think about it, uh, that's the amount of exercise that can be done in less than 15 minutes a day. Uh, their chance of dying from a heart attack was 45% re- uh, lower, and all-cause mortality was reduced by 30%. So it doesn't matter what you you die of, uh, you have a 30% less chance of dying. Uh, and that has to do with your longevity genes uh, that um, that come into play. So high-intensity interval training is uh, beneficial, but anything, you know, as I always say, exercise uh, is, you know, any exercise is better. It's like money. Movement is better. Uh, uh, let me start over there. <laughs> Cut. No, uh, but uh, movement and, and money, uh, the, the two, uh, you can compare it to each other. A little, just like money, a little is better than nothing. More is better than less. And, you know, you want as much as possible to live a healthier life. But uh, engage in as many health-promoting activities as you can, uh, especially as you get older. So um, uh, just and just to wrap this up, uh, you'll know you're doing it, vigorous exercise when it feels challenging. You know, your breathing should be deep and rapid, maybe 70%, 80% of your maximum heart rate. And you should sweat, you know, uh, or if you're a woman, perspire, excuse me. And, um, and you don't want to be able to say more than a few words without pausing for breath. It's called the hypoxic response, uh, according to exercise physiologists and you want to induce just enough stress to activate your body's defense against aging. You know, you don't want to wear yourself out, but you don't want to rust out either, right? So um, uh, longevity genes are actually turned on by exercise, and they're responsible for the health benefits of uh, of exercise itself. 
you know, you grow new micro vessels, uh, you're uh, building more muscle or lean body mass, boosting your mitochondria, which is your energy. That's your um, your batteries of your your body. I mean, that's that's supercharging your energy. That's really how to you know energy begets energy. You, you want to boost it as much as possible. Anyway, all right. Um, get off my soapbox here. We just have a few minutes left in this segment before we're joined by Alicia McBride. Uh, let's see, elsewhere in the fitness file, let's save this for next week so I can get to the Funny Bone Pharmacy. And we Do we have the Funny Bone Pharmacy? I think we uh, have it somewhere, a little theme there. Uh, okay, let's see, a um, couple of funnies for you. <laughs> Here's a good one. I hate it when my cat thinks outside the box. Uh, how about, you've heard of Generation X, how about Generation RX? I like that one. And... Um, Everyone has something to believe in, or has to believe in something, excuse me. I believe I'll have another piece of pie. (laughs) I don't think that's a healthy belief. And uh, here's a t-shirt. It says, instant human, just add coffee, right? Like uh, people say, without coffee, I wouldn't have any personality at all, right? Uh, And uh, switching from, oh, actually, another one about coffee. If you're not shaking, you need another cup. Well, I've never had a cup ever, and so I don't think I uh, need to start shaking at this uh, point in my life. Thank you. And um, going from coffee to wine, how classy people get drunk. That's that's the definition of wine, right? Uh, so true. And then finally, um, let's see, we got a couple minutes left here. Uh, driving, oh, here's a man that was driving through Southern California. He stopped at a roadside stand that sold fruit, vegetables, and crafts. As he went up to pay... He noticed the young woman behind the counter was painting a sign. Why the new sign, he asked. My boyfriend didn't approve of the old one, she said. <laughs> when he glanced at what was hung above the counter, he understood her. It, it, it uh, read, and the sign read above her, Local honey dates nuts. <laughs> yeah, Make sure you have the proper punctuation there. You need a few more commas than that. Local honey dates nuts. All right. Okay, and uh, just to uh, conclude this segment um, in the diet department, ladies, you might want to man up to slim down. What? Yeah, if you want to cut calories at your next meal without noticing, dine with a man. This according to a study from Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Uh, Researchers found that uh, female diners ordered 833 calories at a restaurant when joined by a woman, but only 700 when joined or when if eating by a, with a man. Now, why the difference? Well, cultural norms are probably the reason, according to the researchers. Uh, they say that women believe eating less is more ladylike and attractive to the opposite sex. And uh, these unconscious attributes are so powerful that they influence our behavior or women's behavior even if they have no romantic interest in their male dining companions. How about that? And uh, let's see, we got one, we got a little less than a minute to cover this last article about uh, if you're a, a fan of gummies, don't be, because they're one of the worst things on the market as far as food supplements go. They're they're a joke. They're, you know, it's all sugar. There are very few that have any redeeming health value uh, this was a study about uh, apple cider vinegar gummies, which are hugely popular. 
uh, because apple cider vinegar is very popular and it's very beneficial, but only in its uh, natural form. Uh, Let me uh, conclude this next week, though, because I want to get into some of the research that was done on not only apple cider vinegar gummies, but other gummy vitamins and supplements as well. All right, when we come back from this brief break, we'll have Alicia McBride, the author of I Feel Too Much. Do you feel too much? (laughs) Tune in and uh, find out. Besides being healthy and feeling good, don't you want to look as good as you feel? Here's a name to remember for professional, affordable skincare: Botanical Rush. Backed by over 20 years of experience in product formulation, Myra Mesco, the founder of Botanical Rush, is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. The founder of Botanical Rush is the originator of producing clean and effective skincare infused with powerful actives to support healthy aging and beautiful skin. Whether it's cleansing, restoring, or hydrating, or replenishing, treating, or protecting, you'll find the clinical strength formula that will be just right for you. So look to the pioneer and leading authority on non-toxic skincare with never any harsh chemicals or artificial fragrances and never tested on animals. Botanical Rush, a solar-powered company made in the USA. Look for Botanical Rush in your nearest natural food store or go to botanicalrush.com. Staying healthy has never been more important. And Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, maker of premier heart and immune health products, is leading the way to better health with a groundbreaking new formula, Kyolic Omega AGE. Kyolic Omega AGE combines the cardiovascular power of Kyolic's best-selling, organically grown aged garlic extract with sustainably sourced fish oil and a synergistic blend of the nutrients, vitamins D3, K2, E, and B6, 9, and 12, that have been clinically shown to support heart, bone, and immune health, all in one supplement, providing you with a comprehensive and convenient way to take your health to the next level. So check off all of those individual supplements from your shopping list and get Kyolic Omega AGE for heart, bone, and immune health today. Look for Kyolic Omega AGE at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at Kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Stay healthy. Live better. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil Sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com. Snow, 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 snow. snow. It 
won't be long before we'll all be there. We're with him right now. It is David Snow on your radio. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend. I want to wash my hands. All right. Uh, just think of us as ready to listen to healthy fast food for your ears with piping hot information. Good to the last word, by the way, to make you a healthier person this weekend than you were last weekend. And here to help us do that is Alicia McBride. She's the author of I Feel Too Much. A guide to uh, or a how-to guide for the empath, and also the empath effect. Her newest book, "Powerful Stories of Love, Courage, and Transformation." We're going to be talking about mental and emotional health with Alicia, and we'd like to welcome her to the Doctor Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Alicia. How the health are you? Good morning. <laughs> I, I forgot to remind people. Yes, I forgot to remind uh, our listeners that you also hold a degree in psychology and are. Uh, certified yoga instructor and so that's uh, worth mentioning as well now just as all of us have different levels of health and fitness speaking of yoga uh, everyone Mm -hmm. has a different level of sensitivity as well so you know some of us are stone cold and others can cry at the drop of a hat so give us a background of just how the intensity of our feelings can affect our mental and emotional health Sure. Well, like, I mean, just like you said, everybody is different. Everybody has that different level of sensitivity. And I am that kind of person that can drop, that can cry at the drop of a hat. (laughs) Um, And I have met people who are just so stoic. You know, they have like no emotion and no feeling. And then, you know, there's the varying range in between. But I think when you're a sensitive person um, or an empath, you, you know, you feel everything. You feel everything that you could possibly feel to the greatest levels. And not only when you're an empath, not only do you feel what you feel, but you feel what other people feel too. And, um, that, that creates, it physically manifests in your body as overwhelm, exhaustion, depression, anxiety. All of that comes from you know, feeling too much and feeling other people's emotions and piling it on. Um, and it, it, it comes out as stress. It's, it's your body's way of trying to release it. It's your body's way of trying to figure out what the heck to do with all of these feelings. So, yeah, so it's a blessing and a curse or a curse. Absolutely. It can be both. When you're, yeah. when you're an overwhelmed, sensitive person, it's hard um, it, I mean, your life is probably a mess. You might be miserable. Um, it's it's very hard when you don't when you don't know how to handle it. Um, but once you you know you start the journey, you become an empowered, sensitive person or an empowered empath. Um, then your life is very different. And actually, that's those are the stories in the empath effect. It, it shows you exactly what people's lives look like before. And then their journey of, you know, figuring life out, figuring out how to handle the world. Um, and now what, and what their life looks like now. And I think, I think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful journey. Um, and you don't have to be overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, depressed, chronic fatigue, you know, you know. Yeah, when you that. mention all those, Alicia, <laughs> I think of uh, with the pandemic, the first responders and the medical professionals that were so overwhelmed and exhausted during the the you know beginning months of the pandemic, 
and uh, everybody was just taxed to the limit. Uh, so yeah. speak to that if you would. Sure. Well, and some of that is just because you're dealing with so much of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just too much, too many people. Um, and then some of that is you're you're keeping that energy that doesn't need to belong to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't belong to you. You don't need to keep it. Um, so, so some of it is just you're holding on to too much. But uh, but aren't um, they trained to not you know to be disconnected or not to get caught up in that uh, in the emotional aspect of it and the uh, you know the uh, energy of that the particular patient they're treating? I believe so, but it, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, because we're all humans. It, it, yeah, they're we're not right. a, they're not robots. No, no, and I think um, I think many people in the the healthcare industry are sensitive because I mean that's why you're in it. You're yeah, in it to help other exactly. people, and right. you're not going to be that hard as a rock person who wants to help other people. Mm-hmm. You know that that person with no feelings and emotions doesn't want to help other people, so they're not they're not going to be in the healthcare industry. Um, no, so, well, they know. they might be, but they might be a pathologist <laughs> or coroner. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, just to lighten up the subject a bit. <laughs> just a different, a different take. <laughs> right, a different aspect different of the medicine. Yeah, right. yeah. So if you're in the, you know, if you're in the healthcare industry, you're probably a sensitive person, um, and you want to help people. So you, and you know, the easiest way for a sensitive person or an empath to help to help other people is to take on their pain. Because it it does it gets rid of it, it or it helps you know the it, it helps the person get rid of their pain and get rid of their emotion and get rid of their exhaustion and overwhelm. But the problem is you you take it on and you keep it. And also, it might actually help if the uh, if the medical professional, your your healthcare provider, uh, is um, as you're mentioning sensitive. But but it may help to diagnose your problem. Uh, or medical or health challenge, as well as uh, guiding, to, you know, guiding to the patient, uh, the patient to the right treatment. I, I uh, as we were talking off the air, I had a couple years ago. I had uh, a neurologist, Dr. Joel Salinas, on. He has the book mm-hmm. The Mirror Touch, and he is so sensitive. He actually feels, literally feels, a patient's pain and where it is and everything. And he's so adept at, at diagnosing and, and treating them successfully. And he has a flourishing medical practice because of it. And I mean, imagine, you know, it's like having all the, the latest uh, technical uh, diagnostic tests, uh, but w- with uh, having it uh, be, be human instead of ha- having it being yeah. mechanical or, or uh, invasive, uh, you know, and that uh, type of thing for, uh, for actually diagnosing the problem that the patient is suffering from. So, yeah, you are the machine. Yes, yes, you, you are the machine. Yeah, right, right. So, not to be confused with, you know, the Terminator or uh, not, not the Terminator, but the um, uh, I was thinking because I had Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's not robotic. It's, it's, you have the human touch and the, right. the feeling there, but, but you also have the, um, the proper uh, diagnosis of, uh, of whatever's ailing the patient. Now, what is the definition of an empath? I mean, I mean how, how do you be, do you become one? Are you born like it? Uh, can you be trained to be more empathic? And what's the, what's the difference between being empathic or being an empath and having empathy? 
I mean, it's a little confusing. (laughs) So I believe that you're born this way. Um, You know, most people experience being sensitive their whole life. And then at some point during their, you know, during your life, you find the word empath and you're like, oh my gosh, that completely explains my entire life and why everybody told me all the time how sensitive I am. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, I believe that you're born this way. It's kind of how your brain is wired. You can, you can, an empath's brain is wired a little differently. Um, we have more mirror neurons in our brains. We're, more, you know, we're more sensitive um, in that way. So, um, an empath can feel other people's feelings, and they can feel other people's emotions and physical pain. Mm. So, just like the doctor, he physically feels other people's physical pain inside of his body as if it were his own. Oh. Um, and that, um, that gets, that gets very overwhelming because right. you, you take that and you keep it and you mm-hmm. collect it and you pile it on. Um, so that is like the core definition of being an empath. You know, someone who is too sensitive, um, not too, I, I don't like using the word too sensitive. You're sensitive and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you're an empath and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. I want to drive home the point that you're not broken. <laughs> and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. This is just the way that you are. And you, you know, you accept that and you have to work with it. Um, so you're, you're a sensitive person and you feel everything mm-hmm. with incredible depth and you feel other people's, you know, pain, suffering, trauma, <laughs> emotion. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Which can be depth. good or bad. Now, now let me ask you this, and I, I, I just popped into my mind. Usually women are seen as being more empathic or, or you know, having the feelings and being more sensitive than men. But is it gender specific? I mean, are there more, in fact, women that are empaths than men or is it about equal? So I would say as far as labels go, um, more women realize that they're empaths. Um, Generally, uh, one to three percent of the population is considered an empath. uh, Five to seven percent of the population is considered a sensitive person. I think those numbers are very low. I think that there are many more empaths and sensitive people out there that we don't know about because they have been taught to shove it down. They mm. have been shut down, shut especially yeah. men, especially mm-hmm. men. Oh, sure, yeah. Boys yeah. don't cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that just saying that out loud makes me mad <laughs> because it is absolutely okay to cry no matter what. What? This what? is groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to cry? Oh, my goodness. It's okay to cry. Now you tell me 70 years later here. <laughs> No matter what gender you are, I don't care what you identify as, it is okay to cry. Oh, boy. Um, And so I think that there's that stereotype of the typical man and, you know, what you should do as a boy and what you should do as a girl. And I I don't like it. Mm -hmm. You know, cry. If you're upset, cry. Get it out. It's a healthy emotional release. I don't think any of your emotions should be shut down. Um, unless you're not being safe, like if you're physically harming yourself or others, that's a different scenario. Um, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about yeah, that. Right, right. But but <laughs> I yeah, I have seen uh, research uh, pointing to the fact that people that have cancer that hold in their emotions and don't express it 
uh, you know, it can exacerbate or, you know, possibly cause cancer. Uh, of course, the stress levels are uh, remain high if you don't have an outlet or a release of those yeah. emotions. And, and one of the best ways to release it, as you were mentioning, is crying. Uh, so that's it's, it's a tool that we can use to further our mental and emotional health. Um, Alicia, if you could uh, indulge us and uh, just pause for a minute or so, we have to take a commercial break so we can I, so I can keep asking you more questions until the top of the hour. <laughs> Fantastic. That? All right. And Thank you. when we come back from this uh, brief break, uh, we'll talk about the advantages and drawbacks of being a, a sensitive person as well as, um, um, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to ask you, can a person develop more sensitivity? Uh, you said they, they may be born with it, but what if you feel you need more of it or less of it? Can you, you know, if somebody's too sensitive or not sensitive enough? And uh, how have you found the pandemic to be, as far as uh, not practitioners of, uh, of the health and medical field, but also just regular everyday people? Are they more sensitive or less sensitive because of the pandemic? We'll talk about those questions and more when we return from this brief break. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Don't go anywhere. If you want to stay healthy, back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues. Since 70% of your immune system is in your guts, don't you think it's time to take a little better care of it? After all, so many things you're doing to it are affecting its function. Not getting enough fiber, eating too much sugar, excess stress and alcohol, as well as that sedentary lifestyle. So maybe it's time for a tune-up, an intestinal tune-up, with the medical strength probiotics from Master Supplements. Their signature Theralac, recommended by doctors for more than 15 years, will rapidly colonize your intestinal tract with the the specific gut-friendly strains of potent beneficial bacteria. And their patent-protected delivery system has garnered Theralac and their other probiotics with a worldwide reputation for results. There's also True Flora, a unique probiotic and enzyme blend with bio-cleansing effects. And True Bifido, specifically formulated for colon support. See all of the Master Supplements products at your nearest natural food store or go to Theralac.com. Master Supplements, the pro Probiotic Pioneers. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. Welcome back to the show. It's the weekly, uh, your weekly dose of verbal vitamins, and it's the cure for the common radio show. You know, knowledge is power, and we give you the power and the knowledge to be healthier. 
to be a more powerful person. And uh, you want to keep it tuned right here to Dr. Health Radio, even tonight, 12 hours from right now, when we rebroadcast the morning show. If you uh, are a night owl or just want a double dose of good health information, and you can always go to the website after next Wednesday to hear the show again at drhealthradio.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R healthradio.com. David Snow on your radio. Talking today, if you're just joining us, Alicia McBride is our guest. We're talking about empathy as it relates to emotional and mental health. And her books are I Feel Too Much and The Empath Effect. And uh, Alicia, how can people obtain copies of those books should they want to get one or two? Sure. Uh, Both of them are available on Amazon.com. And you can also go to my website, HealingLightEmpath.com. HealingLightEmpath.com. That's E-M-P-A-T-H. Okay. All right. Now, does, um, I'm just curious, uh, during the break I thought of this, does diet have any effect on how sensitive we are? I know, you know, you, you've um, maybe heard, seen the research and they, they say that vegetarians are maybe more sensitive than meat eaters and, uh, you know, certain types of um, lifestyles or uh, light eating versus, you know, eating heavy foods might have an effect on your uh, you know, personality or a mental state, does that have any effect on our sensitivity? I think it's the other way around. So I think that you, you know, you are a sensitive person, so you tend to eat a certain way. Oh, okay. Um, so because you're sensitive, you may, you maybe you eat lighter foods or because you're so sensitive, maybe heavier foods are, are feel good to you inside, you know? Um, so I, I think it's the other way around. You know, you're sensitive, so you eat a certain way. Huh. Um, or like um, sugar does not sit well with me. Like white processed sugar, um, it, it, I used to love sweet, and I still love sweets. I can't say I used to. I love sweets, but I now have to be very careful with the type of sweets that I eat uh-huh. because I am so sensitive. I can't just eat like regular cookies off the shelf. Um it'll hurt my stomach. Um, Hmm. So I am sensitive, so therefore I eat a certain way. I think it's that. All right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, and speaking of personalities, do empaths tend to be introverted or extroverted, uh, or does it matter? Are there just as many uh, people that are sensitive, whether they're an introvert or an extrovert? I mean, uh, personality-wise, is there any variation there? I have found both. Um, However... Uh, if generally, if you're an extroverted empath, you need, you still need that downtime that all empaths require. All sensitive people and all sensitive or all empaths require that like extra downtime, Mm. um, quiet time. You need, you need to bring your energy back into your own body. Space. I need space. (laughs) Yes. That's what I've told my former girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> more space, space. please yeah. exactly you need space so if you're extroverted you know you can go to the party and you can be the life of the party and you can be very outgoing mm-hmm. but then afterwards you need that time to decompress maybe that's time in the car like for me that's time in the car oh my gosh I love being in the car um, or like when you get home you know you shut everything off and you sit in a quiet, dark room. <laughs> so you're talking so, about meditation then almost. 
Well, kind of, but I like you don't have to meditate if that's not your thing, but you do need that quiet time, that yeah, space, right. that alone time. You need it. You just, you, there's no way around it. And some people <laughs> need more than others, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. especially if you're super overwhelmed, you're in that like really overwhelmed and exhausted, exhausted phase, um, you need way more <laughs> alone time, way sure. more space, way more downtime than, than a you know, a sensitive person who's not so overwhelmed. I, I would think that, so, and I've known a lot of celebrities because I've done this show over 30 years, 32 years now, um, and, and I know they need a lot of downtime or alone time because they're so, you know, when they're in the public eye or the uh, in with their fans, whatever, uh, they're, they're, it's so intense that, uh, you know, they need the equal amount of decompression because of of the intensity of, of their existence, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. And I think, not to run on a tangent on celebrities, but but I think celebrities are, are very interesting because whenever you think about someone, you create a connection, like an energetic connection between yes. you and that person. Uh-huh. And, you know, everybody thinks about celebrities all the time. So not only are they out with their fans, but people are thinking about them, which creates energetic connections. And uh-huh. if they don't, if they don't cut those connections right. or, you know, shield themselves, break the connection, mm-hmm. um, they're they're kind of a mess. That's what <laughs> agents are for. <laughs> let, let, let my agent call your agent. We'll talk it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> no. Perfect. OK. Hey, uh, so how does empathy relate to intuition? You know, that so-called inner voice that we all have. Uh, well, I think, you know, part of being an empath is, is being sensitive. And when you're sensitive, it's easy to relate to your intuition. But anybody, anybody, regardless of your sensitivity level, can get in touch with their intuition. You just have to get quiet and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sit in that dark, quiet room and feel your own energy, feel right. your own body. Okay. And uh, since we're pressed for time, only five or six minutes left on the show, uh, the advantages, tell us the advantages and drawbacks, once again, kind of a review of uh, what you talked about earlier, of being a sensitive empath or just a sensitive person. I, I remember a couple of years ago, Psychology Today had a, a survey, you know, are you sensitive? I checked off every box and, and <laughs> it was a VSP, very sensitive person. And they said, I don't know, 10 or 15% of the population was. You're saying 5 to 7% of the population is sensitive. So, but you, yeah, you that's, that's what research shows, but you said it's a lot higher percentage. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I believe those numbers are way too small. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I, you know, one of the advantages of being an empath um, is that you can help people on a different level. Um, you, you know, you can, um, you can feel what they feel so that you can help them better. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, one of the best things about being an empath is your capacity to feel, send, and receive love. Like, I believe that's our purpose on earth. You know, our purpose on earth is to be love, you know, give and receive unconditional love for ourselves and others. And when you are sensitive, you have that extraordinary capacity to feel, send, and receive love. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the best thing about being an empath because you can feel love at the greatest depths mm, okay. and, and it's incredible. It's yeah, incredible. But, but you, you want, you don't want unrequited love. You want it to go both ways, a two way street, right? You well, obviously you I'm want not... to find somebody that is sensitive or do you, do you find somebody that's complementary to your personality? 
I'm talking about love for yourself as well. Oh, okay. So yeah. okay. it it doesn't have to be with you know with someone else. You don't have to rely on someone else. You can absolutely love yourself a thousand percent, not in like an egotistical kind of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like I love three people: me, myself, and I. <laughs> yeah, not not so much like that, but that you know, you you love yourself where you are. You accept yourself. Right. You accept all the ways about you. You know, like that that kind of love. And you don't need somebody else for that. <laughs> sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, one of the last questions, since we only have a few minutes left, have you found the pandemic to uh, to be you know conducive to people's sensitivity, or has it squelched it? I mean, are people more sensitive or less sensitive since the pandemic, and do they have more or less intuition? I believe they are certainly more more sensitive now. Oh, okay. um, I, I mean that that stress level that anxiety level, the stress level, it went through the roof. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it brought out more of those sensitive people. You found out that you were sensitive through the pandemic because you were put through the ringer. (laughs) Right. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. So I think those, you know, those five to 7% numbers are raising. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Because you're, you know, you're figuring out, you're realizing that you're an empath, you're realizing you're a sensitive person. Um, And that a lot of that came out in the pandemic. All right. And uh, as far as energy, you know, energy like money, everybody wants more, right? So if you're more empathic or more sensitive, are you going to have more energy or or less? I mean, does that have any effect on your energy level, both physically and mentally? Uh, Depends on your level of overwhelm and exhaustion. Are you an empowered, sensitive person? (laughs) Ah. Or are you a... Are you at the stage of, Neurotic. oh my gosh, yes, my life is an emotional mess. Is that why <laughs> uh, all the psychologists and psychiatrists I've met are crazy? Possibly. <laughs> that, that's how they got it? Is it how, because they got into the field they, that they were crazy or uh, they, they became crazy, they crazy from all their so. patients? <laughs> Uh, hard to say. <laughs> I All don't right. know. <laughs> okay, we only have a minute left, so give us your uh, website one more time, Alicia, for people tuning in late uh, for your books. Sure thing. It's Alicia McBride, and it's HealingLightEmpath.com. All right. E-M-P-A-T-H. Thank you so much, Alicia, for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed our conversation. All right. Likewise, yes. All right, there goes Alicia McBride, and here we go with another edition. But join us next week, same time, same station, for ER physician Dr. Jay Baruch. He joins us to talk about his just-off-the-press book, and also he'll share with us how to have a better experience in the emergency room should you ever have to visit that room in the hospital. Plus all of our regular features next week as well. I'm David Snow reminding you that it isn't how long you live, it's how you live long. Thanks for joining us, and have a healthy week. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.